653 on Wisconsin's morning news bringing friend of the program back from Ireland. She's back. Getting her feet back under her, Lori Nickel, two-time sports writer. But she left her passport in Ireland. (laughs) No, that's not funny. Never again. (laughs) Never again. Welcome home. So, thank you so much. I've been up since one a.m. Appreciate it. Oh, really? Can't adjust yet? (laughs) Yeah, not yet. No. All right. So I don't know if you saw this, Lori. There is a a commentary in the Journal of Pediatrics, and this like really hit home with us. And it was basically Mm -hmm. identifying mental disorders, right, for children and whatnot. And it says, and their thesis in this commentary was, primary cause of the rise in mental disorders is a decline over decades in opportunities for children and teenagers to play, roam, and engage in other activities independent of direct oversight and controlled by adults. So we're spending Mm -hmm. too much time with our kids, forcing them to do the games that we want them to do. Yeah, I did see that actually before you and I talked about it because Jackie Herring, who's a professional triathlete in Madison area, um, actually posted it on her socials as well. And she has kids and she would know obviously what it's, that's like. Um, this is a topic that I've written and talked about probably throughout my entire career. And in fact, last week, a story I wrote about high school volleyball, I think was the first youth sports story I've done in about 20 years. I generally refuse um, to cover high school sports because I think it's really weird to interview 16-year-old kids about high-pressure situations and have to deal with their parents, and and, um, I kind of refuse to do it. So the the study that came out and and the commentary on it was interesting and really well-cited, and I'm glad they did it, Um, but I don't think there was anything new or shocking in there. I look back at my childhood too, and Lori, like my most treasured memories are when we were just out there roaming around, doing exactly what the article described, making our own teams yep. for playing whatever we were playing on the playground, lightly supervised at best, <laughs> maybe not at all, but we we survived. We definitely took some lumps along the way, mm-hmm. but then I don't know if it's hypocrisy or if the world just changed around me, but. As much as I wanted to, that's not entirely the way I ended up raising my own kids. Right. Well, you developed things like conflict resolution as a kid. Um, You kids all, you know, developed leadership skills and role play, um, you know, how people fit into a team and all that. And that was all really valuable for us Generation X kids. But we also have to remember, you know, and I was lucky or cursed, depending on how you look at it. My mother was a probation and parole officer Um, And her first, you know, I knew growing up that there were sexual predators out there in our schools and our places of worship. So I, you know, as an only child, I grew up very differently than a lot of like you guys. And so I was more sheltered and protected. And I think one of the, the issues that's cited in this study and this report is that people worried about crime and they worry about traffic with their kids, which are very valid concerns. But there's other issues, too. I mean, Parents are deciding which extracurricular activities their kids are doing, which is totally gross, but um, they're fitting it into their schedules, you know, these activities. And I'm including, like, dance and music and sports and stuff. It's a huge financial investment for a lot of people, multiple thousands of dollars for a season, and it's a huge time commitment when, 
you know, it's all this structured stuff. Their kids aren't allowed to have free time anymore. Um, and we're seeing this, you know, evidentially in every place, in, in church, in after-school activities, kids who want to do multiple sports and can't. Um, so I think it's horrible. I mean, I, I disagree with all of it, but it won't change unless we back off and refuse to commit to these huge schedules and travel schedules and long hours over Christmas break of two hour, you know, two times a day practices and things like that. So good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) There's something else to it too, Lori. One observation that I've made multiple times and I, I refuse to do it. Like, when, uh, because we've had um, a bunch of kids in our backyard plenty of times, whether it's cousins or friends from the neighborhood or just friends in general, like, and, and they'll just kind of create a game, whether it's they're playing pickle, throwing the ball back and forth and trying to tag people out, or even the wiffle ball or something just in our backyard. And uh, the parents will just be sitting in the patio and we'll just be commiserating or whatnot. And one parent will like have to all of a sudden, without even realizing they're doing it, ump a call at first base or something right. or, or give commentary and coaching to one of the kids. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, let them right. figure out their game of wiffle ball. Like we don't even <laughs> need to comment. In fact, I don't want to be part of this. Exactly. So, and how do you handle, like for me uh, being a sports writer, you know, I really get irritated from that parent who keeps criticizing or the officials like, um, not even that kind of fun play in the backyard, which thank you for setting that up for your kids. That's awesome. But also at games and stuff like that, I can't even be near parents. And some of these folks are my friends and family and I, or, you know, even family. Yep. And I can't listen to the constant criticism and the whining and the complaining and the barking at the officials, you know, who make like minimum wage and all this stuff. I can't, um, I get so angry. We have to let these kids have some breathing room you know, we're going to raise generations of egomaniacs and, you know, um, kids who don't have a solid foundation of, like, self-assurance and stuff like that because they were never allowed to be among their own peer group. And I'm not saying, like, bullying is okay and all that, but why are you umpiring a backyard badminton game? Let them <laughs> right. figure some of this stuff out, you know? Well, you might and have a future a badminton too. Olympian in there. You know, you, you don't know, Lori. Like, you know, um, somebody man, needs some and training. I'm competitive, too. You know, if I'm playing you guys in badminton, I want to crush you. But that's yeah. like a fun thing, you know? That's not a, like, you know, let me figure that out as an eight-year-old on my own and, and not, you know, it's just, I, it, it's one of my biggest pet peeves, and it's literally why I will not cover anybody. Like, Jordan Stoles is the only under-18-year-old I've covered in the in like pretty much my career in Milwaukee because I'm so this craziness. Well, glad you're back home. Appreciate the chat this morning. Thanks so much. It's good to talk to you. Yeah.